Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Probably Shoulda, as always. Look, if you've seen this movie, uh, you probably can guess kind of what the content warning is going to cover. Just a lot of uh, general misogyny up through and including sexual assault, uh, up through and including a scene in this film where Isla Fisher uh, basically has sex with Vince Vaughn without consent. Um, There's also just a lot of homophobia uh, in this film as well. Um, It's a real banger, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. French Foreign Legion. Yeah, we lost a lot of good men out there. Mount Everest? We lost a lot of really good men out there. Lost so many good men out there. Playing with the Yankees? In the art of crashing weddings. Sanjay Collins. Chuck Vendaloo. Seamus O'Toole. Bobby O'Shea. I'm ready to get drunk. John and Jeremy are the masters. You know how they say we only use 10% of our brains? I think we only use 10% of our hearts. Now, what do we got? This is the Kentucky Derby of weddings. They're crashing the biggest wedding of the year. What angle are you going to play here? So we're on day seven of potty training. (gasps) Already? Yeah. Oh, dang, the meatball. She's going to, you know... Put the sauce in the different pot. Yeah, it's. She's on the west side, looking at the jersey skyline. She's in a real bad mood. Does she get right back to you? She has a long stay. And it's a great long highway. She's in a real bad mood. Does she get right back to you? You sandbag and son of a bitch. I was in the zone more than anything else. Love where your head's at. Bring it in for the real thing. I almost nunchucked you. You don't even realize. Rule 76, no excuses, play like a champion. Crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does. Ma, can we get some meatloaf? Erroneous on both counts. You're listening to Probably Should Have Known Better, celebrating comedy that is aged very poorly. Uh, my name is Tony Ginocchio, uh, joined, as always, by another one of Uncle Ned's kids. You know Uncle Ned. He's Aunt Liz's <laughs> brother. Uh, it's Nadia Vasquez. Hello. What a great intro, dude. Thank you. I uh, Now, before we go any further, okay. <laughs> Nadia picked this film. That's Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, but Tony owns this film, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first film. I'm sorry, the third film after Garden State which I purchased on DVD shortly after it came out because I thought it was amazing. (laughs) The Invention of Lying, which I purchased on DVD shortly after it came out because I thought it was amazing. This is the third film that I purchased on DVD (laughs) shortly after it came out because I thought it was amazing. It's 2005's Wedding Crashers. Yeah. You know, to be fair, it was good back then. (laughs) I I do remember, I I do remember loving it and watching it multiple times in theaters and when I sat down to watch it, I actually was looking forward to it because I remembered it being hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if that <laughs> is still the case. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, going through it uh, this time, I mean, we'll talk about it. There's a lot in this film that is not aged well. And then no. it brought back a lot of brutal memories of uh, high school and college Tony that I didn't need. to revisit (laughs) we always have to revisit and forgive every once in a while you know (laughs) um directed by david dobkin who has an interesting directorial career because he basically directed a a trilogy of vince vaughn films all right in a row this film fred claus and the change-up 
and then he spent the rest of his directing career it appears doing maroon 5 music videos oh fuck Uh, what a pivot yeah so good for him uh starring of course vince vaughn owen wilson uh, academy award nominee rachel mcadams uh not for this uh (laughs) isla fisher academy award nominee bradley cooper again not for this uh christopher walken for some reason there's a cameo by john mccain uh in this wait what Uh, yeah uh i didn't watch the the unrated version oh no it's in the theatrical release version in the uh at the wedding at the original wedding at the beginning of the the film um which is uh uh john mccain is one of the guests and you see him in the receiving line oh Um, great you know how you know how much your 17 year old comedy fans love seeing john mccain on the screen Uh, (laughs) i was gonna say may he rest in peace but He's he's looking at us from the afterlife right now going, wow, it's so hot here where I am because <laughs> I'm in hell. His his daughter's going to come after us on The View. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the backlash. Um, Nadia, would you like to uh, do the plot summary for Wedding Crashers? I feel like the title covers a lot. Yeah, so Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn play Wedding Crashers. Uh, their names are fucking Jeremy and John. But it really doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so they they are actually divorce mediators. They don't really believe in love. So they just want to get some tail. So they go to basically every wedding in the D.C. area that happens, sleep with a bunch of girls, and that's pretty much it. That's like the first part of the movie. And then, twist. Owen Wilson kind of is getting bored of this lifestyle. And we come to find out that he is capable of love because he sees Rachel McAdams. And of course, because it's a movie, he falls in love with her immediately. But of course, she has a shitty boyfriend, which is usually the case. (laughs) Just there's so much. He falls in love with her immediately and she falls for him immediately. Oh, yeah. After being in a relationship with Bradley Cooper for uh, three years, three and a half years. Yeah, and then for some reason just discovers that that relationship is kind of bad. Just a little. Uh, but yeah, so so they, uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, head over to the Secretary of State's, or the Secretary, Secretary of the, the Treasury. Treasury. Yeah. yeah, to his, like, fucking private island and spend a weekend with this Bananas family. They're is touch football there is sexual assault there is uh groping of a a mother's breasts there's uh aggressive homophobia there's a granny who swears there's a racist grandmother and uh bradley cooper throws up a lot yeah yeah so that's that's wedding crashers of course as we all know for most of these movies uh there is a happy ending but it's not one that you would expect uh, this film made $209 million. Nice. Uh, it was the number five highest grossing film of the year. Wedding Crashers 2 uh, is on and off constantly. Right now it's in talks. Um, so it may happen. Uh, this uh, won three MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> nice. For- for uh, best movie, best on-screen team for Vaughn and Wilson, and best breakthrough performance for Isla Fisher, who I honestly think gives a terrific performance for a role that is so appallingly written. 
Yeah. Yeah. She really, like, it's kind of everybody's dream to get such a bad role and then say, I'm going to make this good. And she actually did it. She really did it. Yeah. Um, The other interesting thing about the, well, okay. So the other thing I'll say is this is the first film of the season, inexplicably, that was not nominated for any Academy Awards. Oh, what a bummer. Because, you know, Vince Vaughn deserved it by just talking so fast. (laughs) Weirdly... Um, this film, uh, is credited along with another film that came out the same year, uh, with reviving R-rated comedies. Mm. Um, the thing is that the other film that came out the same year was The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, Wedding Crashers made a lot more money than The 40-Year-Old Virgin, but all of the comedy films that were smash hits after 2005 clearly were descended from 40-year-old virgin and not wedding crashers yeah Uh, wedding crashers was the last film of the will ferrell adam mckay vince vaughn ben stiller the last big one of those and then we kind of crossfade into judd apatow and paul feig and seth rogan and evan goldberg and every once in a while there's a woman uh and so, (laughs) uh, so this this is like the pivot point um of the 2000s basically so you could argue that this movie killed comedy i'm (laughs) arguing that right now yes yeah (laughs) i mean this is um this is one of the movies that started the whole i need to improvise all of my lines and that is how i'm going to create characterization in comedy Vince, vince vaughn like, I had a note that was like, Vince Vaughn has so many, like, three-page monologues. But they're, they're not monologues, they're riffs. Like, yeah. they're clearly yeah. him just made the maple syrup thing, the, what do I do? Do I do the ass-out hug, like, where we hug, where it's ass-out? And then, hey, maybe we were wondering, hey, are we going to get hopped up to make some bad decisions? It's just really grating. <laughs> yeah, it's very, the, the thing about certain improv things is you can tell when it's actually being improvised and when it has been rehearsed and now they're pretending to improvise and i kind of think that that is what vince vaughn is doing and no disrespect because he could possibly be doing that and he's actually that brilliant (coughs) brilliant um on this on the fly but i i definitely felt like a lot of that was very rehearsed yeah um so, like I said, this is kind of the pivot point. It's the middle of the 2000s. What was what was 2005 like, Nadia? Well, let me tell you, pal. I covered a lot of pop culture in our Hitch episode, which came out the same year. Oh, was that year. the same year? It was. Uh, that was definitely not one of the movies that, you know, <clears throat> changed the comedy <laughs> landscape. Um, so, because we have a Secretary of the Treasury as a cast member, I decided to go into political former okay. current events, just to give you a little bit of insight of what Christopher Walken's character was dealing with at work. Uh, so this uh, was 2005. George W. Bush began his second term as president. Dick Cheney was, of course, the vice president at the time. And the Speaker of the House was Dennis Hastert. And this is, oh. of, this is of course, <laughs> something that none of us cared about because we never had to because our government was, like, fine. Or we didn't care. I don't know. We didn't know. care, I, I we would didn't, say. Yeah. Um, do you have any notes on uh, where Dennis Hastert is now? I have no- none because I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's in prison oh! uh, for uh, paying hush money to sexual assault victims. Oh, okay. Well, good. So th- that's good. Um, there's plenty more. I can't wait to hear what else everyone else is up to. 
Um, of course, this was a time when it was a Republican-dominated Congress. Um, the Senate and the House very much ruled by the Republicans. Um, hilariously, this piece of news was relevant last year, but North Korea announced that year that they possessed nuclear weapons as mm-hmm. a protection against the hostility it felt from the United States, obviously because George W. Bush was starting the war in, uh, well, had started the war in Afghanistan and was beginning the war in Iraq, which for some reason Americans thought were the same thing, but are not. <laughs> please, please read a book. Um, the Kyoto Protocol goes into effect in 2005 without the support of the United States and Australia. This is actually an international treaty that extended the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. it it was created on the scientific consensus that global warming was real and that it was extremely likely that human-made CO2 emissions were the cause of it. But the United States, obviously, because of the president that we had, was like, that's not true. You know, it's just like year, what is it, year five of the gaslighting that happened during the Bush administration. Um and this is, of course, when Stephen Colbert was really getting massively famous, just when it comes to pop culture. Anyway, uh, we have a lot going on in the Supreme Court at the time. Mm-hmm. So Sandra Day O'Connor resigned that year, and we had the death of William Rehnquist. Yes, and... who, who is one of the biggest pieces of shit that was ever on the court, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. So they, they so there were two vacancies, and Bush nominated the same man for both because they happened at different times, and it took a long time to confirm anybody. Um, it, that was, uh, what's his fucking name? Roberts. John Roberts, yeah. Yeah. yeah also but... a piece of shit, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, to be clear. Uh, later, Bush nominated Harriet Myers. <laughs> later withdrew her nomination because people were like is she competent enough for this and she's like i'm not and she <laughs> she resigned her, her nomination so instead we got samuel alito and he became the associate justice of the supreme court which also I a be- piece of shit but italian yeah i believe I, I believe an associate justice is like similar to like assistant to the regional manager like in title <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's a perfectly fine way to look at it yeah yeah so around this time also there were massive massive protests uh against the iraq war and a lot of really good music came out that year so definitely check that out uh the united states housing bubble begins to burst at mm-hmm. the towards the end of that year and this is i got this specifically for you tony in 2005 the new york city transit strike happened hey. with, where the transport workers union local 100 went on strike for three days shutting down all new york city subways and bus services that rules that rules. Yeah, so, you know, Christopher Walken was busy. <laughs> he, he had to get away after the wedding. He needed to get away from the politics of it all. And yeah. he had to just be, spend time with his family, his, his two do- daughters and a shitty son. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, that's very helpful, I think, for understanding context. I want to add a little bit to that, Nadia. Um, Oh, because this movie was released on July 15th, 2005. And I remember that day specifically. um, Did you lose your virginity? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'll probably leave that in. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I'm only thinking about that because I saw this post on Tumblr where this these guys on Reddit like want to include their Funko Pops into like huge life yes. events. Yes, yes, yeah, I've and, seen and, that one. Yes, the guy, who, the guy who looks at his Iron Man Funko Pop while he's losing yeah. his virginity. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I just really wanted to remember him being there. So I just thought like maybe that was like the same energy of what you're talking about with this movie. No, so the thing about July 15th, 2005 is it's actually the most 2005 day of all time and also of my life. So pic- picture this, if you will. And listeners, imagine uh, the Atari's cover of Boys of Summer playing in the background as I'm yes, saying this. Yes, we, ca- we can't get that clear. We, so yeah, we, we, we can't afford to put it into the podcast. So <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's Friday, July 15th, 2005. I live in Park Ridge, Illinois with my parents. I'm 17 years old. I've recently graduated from a Jesuit high school in suburban Chicago. My yearbook quote was a lyric from the song I Feel Home by Maryland-based jam band OAR. Uh, I'm off work today. I have a part-time job as a TA and math tutor at a community college. Uh, So my buddy Patrick comes over uh, in the morning. We watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, which has moved to daytime and is hosted by Meredith Vieira. We drive over to Baker Square in Niles to pick up a pie for my girlfriend, Caroline, because it's her birthday today, and we're going to hang out when she gets off work. I'm borrowing my dad's car, which is a green 1999 Toyota Camry that I've named Caroline mainly to annoy my girlfriend, who hates it. Uh, After we get the pie, we head over to Village Crossing, which is the strip mall in Skokie. We kill time at the Best Buy, where I buy the new Reliant K album, which is titled Mm -hmm. Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah, Uh, it is. (laughs) And I discovered that uh, band because their single, Be My Escape, was recently the free track of the week on iTunes. Uh, (laughs) A group of our friends, including Caroline, meet up for dinner at the Noodles and Company in the same mall. (laughs) And then we go to the movie theater to watch Wedding Crashers, which uh, is coming out today. I've already ordered everyone's tickets in advance because I'm terrified of getting to a movie and having it be sold out. Uh, that showing did sell out. The theater is checking IDs at the door because they're worried about teens sneaking into wedding crashers and seeing boobs and hearing fuck words. Uh, the crowd starts cheering once the lights go down. The theater is raucous throughout the whole movie. There's an applause break when Will Ferrell makes his cameo. Of course. Uh, and yet the day is still not over because do you know what happened at midnight on July 15th, 2005? You lost your virginity. No. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince goes on sale. Oh, shit. The uh, yeah. book? Yeah. So I get I go back home, pick up my sister. We drive out to the Barnes & Noble in Deer Park. Another one of my friends from earlier that day is there. We're sitting in line at the bookstore. We've pulled books on the history of swear words off the shelf to read while waiting because swear words are funny. <laughs> Uh, I read the entire Half-Blood Prince book the next day. I'll eventually buy the DVD of Wedding Crashers to take with me to college because I think it will make me seem cool. But I buy the theatrical release version and not the unrated one because I don't want to go overboard. I think the theatrical release one was raunchy enough for me. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be a creep in college. Yeah. (laughs) So, So I just, I remember this day very vividly. It was a very busy day. Um, and it's just everything about it just screams 2005 to me. I loved it. Well, I very important question. What kind of pie did you get? It was uh, French silk. Oh, wow. You're a good boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it had like melted in the... You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It yeah. Doesn't <laughs> <matter>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember... I do remember seeing this with my best friend, Caitlin. 
I had just posted a selfie of myself from my webcam on my space <laughs> of my new Liberty Spikes because I got I, I did those um, and saw this with my friend, thought it was hilarious. And then afterward, we went to our favorite burrito place and got uh, some chicken burritos. Nice. Pre- pre-vegetarian. I mean, nowhere as exciting as yours. I did get a yeah, lot my- of likes on my MySpace photo. My Mine is also extremely white, I feel. Yeah. Something <laughs> I should yeah. point out. I mean, this whole movie was pretty white, so I think, you know... <laughs> Everybody who's in the service industry in this movie or a fetish is a person of color. So, yeah. so yeah, let's talk about the and and you know, the first question I wrote in the outline, how the fuck did they write these characters? <laughs> they didn't. I think they were like, okay, Vince Vaughn, your character likes to eat a lot of food and pussy. And then Owen Wilson, you are like the softy one. And yes. so like you guys riff it out. Yeah. And, that, and I mean, they did. <laughs> they riff it out, and a couple of this movie is two hours and eight minutes long. Which, it's so long. Fuck you. The opening yeah. animation on the DVD menu is thirty full seconds before I can make a selection. So just well, every- I mean, I I mean, I don't know how to uh, help you with that because I personally never bought that DVD. <laughs> so that's that's on you, man. So it's just it's just cramming as much Vince Vaughn into a very large space. Yeah, I, I'm curious if Owen Wilson is as good at improvising because there were scenes at the beginning, There, there's a mediation scene between a couple that are fighting over everything and they're in between and, and Owen Wilson is obviously like the sensitive one and he's trying to like get these two people to communicate but Vince Vaughn talks over him multiple times in yes. that scene and I'm like did they think that this was like uh, uh going to be fun to watch to just like wait for a man to, for waiting for his turn to talk like I'm not into that and what's funny is in this scene specifically um the two lines that I thought were kind of funny were both Owen Wilson lines yeah uh, which is the the first one is like you guys want to hear the crazy thing it doesn't feel like it but we're making progress. And <laughs> he then, sounds sweet and weirdly it, genuine. Yes, exactly. And then he's like, hey, John, that's weird. That glass looks half full to me. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. Obviously, this, this establishes that these guys are a great team. Yeah, great team. Vince Vaughn is a motor mouth. Owen Wilson is the good cop. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, I, I think right after the title card, we have Vince Vaughn giving another like two thousand word monologue <laughs> um, about. Is this? Da- oh, oh sorry. no, go ahead. About dating uh, and and about how he doesn't like dating, and uh, this is the ass out hug, the just the tip, the ouch ouch you're standing on my hair thing. Yeah, the hair thing is real, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what is the um point of a character like that well and i think and this kind of segues nicely into the initial weddings that we see i i do think they are trying to establish that vince vaughn is a pig oh okay like a charming Uh, pig am i supposed to think he's charming not necessarily charming like uh, like you get how he can you know win women over but he's supposed to be i think a little annoying because he has these big long monologues when you see him at these weddings, he's eating his weight in cake. Um, and then 
at the end of the montage, we'll talk about the montage in a minute because I have a lot to say. But at the oh, end yeah. of the montage, um, the, he he's just like he's just finished fucking this woman, and he has this like really annoying laugh uh, that they linger on for for I think a little too long for us to think this character is good. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't see, don't see. See, the funny thing is that I'm like asking you, how am I supposed to feel? Because it's not clear. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it is a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think he's Vince Vaughn. He's very likable. He's funny in the sense that he can. I, uh, you know who I, I like who does this, but I don't like Vince Vaughn. Justin Long. Like he learned from Vince Vaughn about how to improvise this way. I think, but Justin mm-hmm. Long is just more likable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I think I just maybe like he's not super likable, but we have to like him because he's the star of the movie. <laughs> so, but like, there's really no redeeming quality except that like he can dance really well. Which, as a woman, if you see a man who dances really well, you think that guy can fuck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that's the one that was like, okay, Vince Vaughn, you got me. Yeah. So basically, early in the film, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn meet in there. Uh, office and they're like it's wedding season you sandbag and son of a bitch i love wedding season um and then vince vaughn explains to owen wilson why they love wedding season something both of them clearly would know yeah yeah let's get some fucking uh (laughs) exposition exposition out real quick um basically i mean you guys are already up to speed they go to weddings uh because it's easy to fuck women there um, yeah, because they're all horny from the love. They're all horny from the love. And, of course, they go in um, prepared. Like, they have, like like you said, Vince Vaughn's a great dancer. They, they like, they're given toasts at these things. They um, are charming the old people. They're charming the kids. They're the life of the party. Um, and uh, so we see them go to all these different weddings in a montage. Um, there's a Jewish wedding where they both go. Uh, there's an I- Indian wedding where they introduce themselves as Sanjay Collins and Chuck Vindaloo. Um, and then one that did make me laugh is, of course, the Catholic wedding. Where yeah. They come in. Bobby O'Shea, Seamus O'Toole, and we're going to get drunk. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, throughout the montage, you see all their little ways of making women fall in love with them, like uh, using eye drops to make themselves look like they're crying. Uh, dancing with the flower girls, doing, you know, balloon animals. Yeah. Uh, also Magic some, tricks. Yeah. For some reason, Vince Vaughn gets really involved with the cake cutting ceremony <laughs> and, like, is teaching a couple how to, like, feed each other cake. Yeah. It, it, it goes off the rails pretty fast. But as the, you know, more and more information comes out, the montage gets faster and faster. It starts to pick up speed, much like the process of sex. <laughs> because... Some titties are seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we have this montage set to Shout by the Isley yeah. Brothers, a wedding band staple, of Classic. course. Classic, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I- I'm really glad that you got the subtlety, Nadia, um, of that the titties. Was there. Uh, <laughs> the, so we see them, and eventually they keep dancing with these women. They start to bed these women, and we see, you know, smash cuts to. <laughs> Uh, hotel rooms where these women are falling onto bed, many of them topless. So you are seeing titties. There's yeah. that R rating. Um, and uh, and then, you know, at the end, they're all dancing in a big crowd, and you see them popping bottles of champagne, which, again, it's subtle, but that's like them coming. <laughs> I hate that. 
much. I didn't. I did. It didn't register, and now it does, and now I hate it even um, more. And the other thing, I guess, I, I kind of want to ask this: is the concept of th- this concept is obviously like funny on paper. Yeah. Um, and it's a good concept to build a movie around. Um, I think they could have written some of the characters better and it would have gone a lot farther. But um, isn't it easy? I, I suppose what I would say is 20, 2019, we'll say in the before time, 2019 compared to 2005. 2019, much easier to find people to fuck? Um, assuming every woman is as stupid as the women in this movie, yeah. Okay. So I ju- maybe no. <laughs> it, it, okay, so it feels like because it feels like a lot of trouble to go to, to fuck and like, <laughs> and, and I'm viewing that from the lens of like, well, we have like Tinder and like online dating and stuff like that. Um, now, yeah, and I, I guess that wasn't as widespread in 05, but it it just seems like a lot of hoops to jump through. Well, the 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 bullshit detector on ladies nowadays i think are probably better than sure i'm assuming this is generation x yeah no yeah so they're you know probably not as smart as we are (laughs) because they didn't grow up on the internet so i feel like you know our generation would probably see through the vince vaughn like monologues over texting Mm -hmm. kind of business a little better but you know in in this movie it seems like they're preying off of women who just are vulnerable because they're single at a wedding, but also because their stories are very intricate and very well rehearsed so they can basically get away with it. My, my real question is when they see these women in public, what happens? (laughs) You mean like if they run into them, like in DC, like a week later? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do this, go to another state, you know, (laughs) but they're doing this like right at home. Yeah. It's it's a little risky. And they're but... they're like they're lawyers, right? They're divorce media. They probably have fucking billboards over town, you know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they're on the park benches and stuff yeah. that Yeah, but you know, logic isn't behind us here. No. We have <laughs> logic, to we... logic is not on our side. <laughs> no. So we have to kind of uh just allow some of the nonsense to be reality. Just and it's so a... that this is this works. Yeah, and it's a fun sort of montage and I get that. And, you know, wedding season eventually ends. All of the cum has been drained out of both men. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know, Owen Wilson, like you said, he's starting to have second thoughts. He's like, and Vince Vaughn's like, ah, the, we'll say we were young and stupid years from now. And Owen Wilson's like, yeah, we're, we're not that young. Uh, no. And, and he actually not. doesn't even, he doesn't even close on his last uh, tryst from the wedding. Um, right. Because he just doesn't feel good about it. He doesn't know the girl's name to start. Mm. And he says that he doesn't even know her. And mm. she just kind of is like, okay, you're full of shit. I'm going to mm. leave. And uh, this starts this existential crisis of is my existence and what I'm doing something that I want to continue to do, which ultimately is the downfall of the fuck brothers. <laughs> fuck brothers was the working title uh and and then the studio was like you can't call it fuck brothers um yeah yeah so the why now is i'm tired of fucking so many random women isn't there more to this right yeah Uh, so we're gonna say just fyi we're gonna be saying a lot of things like fuck and come and tits and titties (laughs) so just prepare yourselves. You're gonna love. You're you're gonna love the review uh, that we get to. 
anyway, look, there's one, there's one wedding left uh, for the season, and it is a fucking big one. Oh my god, it's the biggest one of the year. Biggest one of the year. Um, the Secretary of the Treasury, who is played by Christopher Walken, um, who does a pretty good, plays it very straight. Um, yeah. Small role, but does a good job with it. Uh, the Secretary of the Treasury's daughter is getting married. Um, he has other kids as well who will become very important in just a minute. Um, but basically this is going to be an enormous wedding. Uh, Vince Vaughn wants to do it. Uh, but he's also like, look, we got to get our story straight. There's going to be secret service. There's going to be, uh, all sorts of security. We're going to be watched like a hawk. Owen Wilson's like, I don't know. Um, but they end up going and, uh, John McCain and James Carville show up, uh, as themselves, uh, in the receiving line. That's hilarious, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they uh, start putting together their story and sitting in uh, on the wedding. And there were a couple, there were one or two lines that were funny in the wedding, and then a couple that are not funny but are very memorable. But what what jumped out at you from the the actual wedding itself? Uh, the wedding itself was ridiculous and humongous and so waspy. Um, but (laughs) yeah, the, the groom says that, well, unfortunately, one of the worst things that you can hear is that the, uh, bride and groom wrote their own vows at weddings. The worst thing. Be Catholic folks. They don't let you write your own vows. (laughs) It's, unless it's really good, there's usually, you know, somebody says something from Parks and Recreation, there's like a song lyric, or worse, the groom takes out an acoustic guitar (laughs) <laughs> and then serenades the bride, which has happened at two weddings that I've gone to. <laughs> but this one in particular was very sweet and stupid because these two are clearly huge idiots because they call each other their best friend and their first mate because yeah. they're sailors. They love sailing because <laughs> they're because they're wasps in Maryland. So good, and she calls him her captain. Yeah, and it's it's very stupid. It's endearing, and but Rachel McAdams is established now as like the cool sister because she yes. laughs during all of this and thinks She's this is ridiculous. The maid of honor. She did Mean Girls a year ago. What range? Uh, <laughs> and other notable lines uh, from here are Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn bet on what the readings uh, during the wedding ceremony are going to be from the the uh, readings from the Bible. Um, there's a great line where. Uh, Vince Vaughn's like, oh, check out the girl in the hat. No one Wilson's like, ah, girls in hats tend to be proper. He's like, yeah, well, the girl in the hat just, I fucked the shit out of me. Uh, and that gets people yeah. in front of him to turn around. And there's one he other line. He also said he's a cocksmith. Yes, I can't help it. I'm a cocksmith. Uh, <laughs> there's one other line uh, where, quoting the rules of wedding crashing, Vince Vaughn says, rule 76, no excuses, play like a champion, which was everyone's favorite quote on Facebook at Notre Dame. In 2005. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the thing is, is that that establishes that there are hundreds and hundreds of rules to wedding <laughs> crashing. And I'm kind of disappointed that the, the studio that put this out didn't come out with, like, the actual rules. The accom- I, accompanying book, yeah. Yeah, this is a huge marketable thing. And they just did, you know, this is pre-internet, though. I feel like if that had been, if this had come out around this time, there probably would have been a Twitter and each rule would be its own tweet. That's that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Um. So Owen Wilson is kind of uh, just 
taken with Rachel McAdams right away, who's the maid of honor, and then another one of the bridesmaids uh, Vince Vaughn is really struck by, and that's Isla Fisher. Uh, their characters' names are, I want to say, Gloria for Isla Fisher, and I don't even remember Rachel. None of the character names matter <laughs> in this movie. They don't. Um, they and really so don't. we get to the reception. Uh, couple funny things, uh, which is Vince Vaughn making balloon animals <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, and there's this little shithead kid <laughs> that we all have in our family that's like, yeah. make me a bicycle clown. Make me a bicycle clown. When Vince Vaughn is the straight man reacting to absurd shit around him, yeah. I think he's funnier than when he's doing monologues. I agree. I agree. He He's so ridiculously genuine it was great but uh that's his way to impress meanwhile owen wilson is doing uh a little dance on the dance floor with the maid the what's her flower flower girl girl. girl. yeah so that uh catches the attention of rachel mcadams but it also catches the attention of rachel mcadams mom who is the lady from touched by an angel (laughs) And I remember that it was like a huge deal that she was in a raunchy movie because she was the touched by an angel woman. Yeah. But she wants to be touched by an Owen. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's laying it on thick for Owen Wilson. He's just being polite. And then, you know, she basically tells him she wants to fuck. Right. And so he, he excuses himself. Um, as one should. As one should. He gets in good, actually, with the secretary. Um, Because he, like, read his position papers and stuff like that. Okay, Um, here's the thing. When did he have time to do that? Because Vince Vaughn handed him a file at the beginning of the movie. At the beginning of the wedding. (laughs) At the beginning of the wedding. And it was, like, a Newsweek article and, like, a bunch of clippings and stuff. There's no way that he could have read it that quickly. Yeah. uh, Again, you gotta gotta suspend uh, disbelief. or, Or his character, in order to impress more people, took a speed reading course. Right. Right, <laughs> but we just—it's a deleted scene. Uh, so that's probably in the unrated cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Owen Wilson, you know, bonds with Rachel McAdams. He gives her some pointers on the toast, uh, and more importantly, Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher go out to the beach and hook up. Yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, this is potentially her first time having yeah. sex. So this is where the writing starts to take a turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she says, I, you know, they finished fucking and he was like, wow, that was very nice. And she was like, I always knew my first time would be on a beach. We're going to be so happy together. I love you. Uh, so Vince Vaughn starts to freak out because he's got, in his words, a stage five clinger. Yeah. Which is something that I heard for the rest of my life. Right. And that, and that is one of many lines from this movie that kind of stuck in the pop culture, like a corn kernel that you can't get out of your teeth. Yeah, exactly. And so he he goes to Owen Wilson. He's like, dude, we got to get out of here. I'm in dire straits. And unfortunately, Owen Wilson is fucking in love with Rachel McAdams. And he refuses to leave despite it being part of the rules that -hmm. if that happened, that they have to they have to leave. But he's really handing it off with her. And clearly she's really into him. So and and it really into him and then all of a sudden like bradley cooper walks off he's like hey babe what's going on she's like oh this is my boyfriend uh, i don't i'm not a fan of bradley cooper in general as an yeah. actor so it, it was a great choice for a dickish boyfriend it is a very dickish role for him and it's funny because this is like 
I mean, we, we talked about Bradley Cooper in our previous episode on uh, He's Just Not That Into You, where he plays literally the worst human being imaginable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this and, is his start doing that. And this is his start doing that. And it's fine. His, you know, his big breakout role was Hangover. And Hangover, he's basically playing this role, but the character also hates himself. Right. Uh, so and that's what nuanced. makes it click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nuance is there. Yeah. It took a while, though uh anyways so they uh basically because owen wilson really wants to get in with rachel mcadams um they uh basically get invited and agree to stay with the secretary's family at their chesapeake bay fancy ass uh house uh for the weekend which is insane that it's really ridiculous and i'm remembering (laughs) watching this pre being radicalized and accepting that this was a thing and now i'm like i hate this (laughs) yeah well not only is it insane that they have that much wealth uh, obviously no one should and uh we should expropriate it all but (laughs) but it's insane that a you know a a fucking cabinet secretary is like yeah i'm just gonna invite these two dudes i don't know to stay in my house well i mean the justification is that gloria is a brat and so she was like, Isla fisher she, yeah 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 Yeah, she was uh holding her breath and stamping her feet because she wasn't gonna breathe until he let it happen that <laughs> she was having a tantrum and that is what happened so i think the the justification is loose there but the writers clearly hate women yeah, I mean, that, and, and so maybe we should just take a minute here, I think, between this and the next couple scenes, to talk about Isla Fisher's character, yeah. who is just this insane, and again, Isla Fisher's very good in this movie. Yeah, and, she made it likable somehow. Yeah, and I think even made even better by the fact that the role is, like, so horribly written, but she is written as this, like, horrible stereotype of, like, an insane stalker girl. um who is like unhinged and she's like don't ever leave me because i'd find you and then she does a crazy laugh um but it's a good crazy laugh because isla fisher can do it very well um and as we'll later learn uh there's a line of dialogue later in the film that basically undoes all of the characterization that we had at all on isla fisher yeah (laughs) Um, it's like sorry to make you sit through two hours of this but like I just, I forgot until I watched the movie this time just how terrible that character is. Yeah, you know, she doesn't take no for an answer. And unfortunately, that leads to a lot of really shitty things that we all thought collectively was hilarious in 2005. She, um, at, but, one, at one point, sneaks into Vince Vaughn's room while he's asleep, ties him to a bed, and fucks him without his consent. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, everything I've wanted to watch. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there's really no, uh, there's no making this okay in a lot of ways, except that back in the day, that is what people thought was funny, you know? So I, I must have thought it was hilarious, because I yeah. bought it on DVD. You bought it on DVD. But, you know, that's kind of the whole thing of, like, you know, she's a hot girl, and she's crazy, but she's hot, so it's okay, and she's, like, into weird sex stuff, so it's okay. So it's, like... You know, as long it's sending many messages to to people who date women that like the women that you date can be crazy, but it's okay if they're hot. If they're hot, and, yeah. And and for women, it's like you can be crazy, but just make sure that you're hot and also like to fuck. So many many messages just being thrown around 
and Vince Vaughn's just rambling through the whole thing, <laughs> monologuing uh, after monologue. So <clears throat> they get to the Chesapeake Bay house. First thing I do is a little game of touch football. So a little bit of, a little bit of physical comedy uh, from Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's trying to use it as an excuse to flirt with uh, um, Rachel McAdams. Vince Vaughn is just getting the shit beaten out of him by Bradley <laughs> Cooper. Uh, Owen and... Wilson's character is such a dick to his friend. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, really doesn't care. Yeah. he Like, he's getting physically assaulted by Bradley Cooper and is just like, you gotta stop. You gotta you gotta get stay on your feet, man. I'm trying yeah. to flirt over here. Like, well, he has no idea. They're shitty to women, but they're also <laughs> shitty to each other. And, you know, those are all great things that we love uh, as an audience, just watching shitty people be shitty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they he keeps getting tackled by Bradley Cooper, and then eventually the game just ends because they can't deal with him just being splayed out all that time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Owen Wilson missed his shot to flirt with Rachel McAdams because his freaking friend, Vince Vaughn, keeps getting knocked down. So he has to try again, and this time it's going to be at dinner time, which uh. is like maybe a on par as the, one of the worst dinner scenes we've had this is this a very season. very bad dinner scene <laughs> it not is is it as good as the cat one no from meet the from meet the parents yeah meet the parents god so let me it, like look here's the thing <laughs> dinner scene maybe you have one thing that's off <laughs> then you rest the game the, then you rest the game <laughs> um <laughs> So you got a gay son, and this son is not only gay, he's a little bit of a weirdo. Yeah, uh, a predatory gay, Yeah, of course. <laughs> a pre- the, the rare predatory gay uh, visual artist. Yeah, who uh, wears a Gru scarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that gray and black he's, scarf. He's, he's, wearing, he's wearing the Gru scarf like... A full five years before Despicable Me comes out, so that's he very... was the he was the inspiration for Gru. <laughs> let's be real. Uh, you have uh, a grandmother who says all sorts of slurs and crazy shit, um, and you got uh, you got Isla Fisher who is jerking Vince Vaughn off uh, under the dinner table, and nobody notices. <laughs> nobody notices at all. Uh, and then, uh, you have Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn who are lying, right? So they have to keep up their cover story. Right. Uh, Owen Wilson has drugged Bradley Cooper. Uh, no, he's, he's poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> he's poisoned. He, he put eye drops into his water. I've never heard of that. As no, neither have I. Some sort of method of poisoning, but it's yeah. very bad. Yeah. And then we also have, to be fair, now sometimes we point out that there are no people of color in some of these movies. There is a person of color in this scene, but he is uh, their slave. Uh, yeah. He is uh, the butler, um, and I don't believe in this scene he has any lines. Uh, he tries to take the grandma to bed. Right. But she says something racist and it ended. Yeah. Um, so really... Just like the only other note I have from this scene is Vince Vaughn saying, I was more in the zone than anything else, which is something me and my friends used to say to each other. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, but this is just an unbearable dinner scene. It goes on forever, like most scenes in this movie. Um, yeah. But one piece of information that we do glean from this scene is that Rachel McAdams' character is indecisive. That is her number one trait. <laughs> 
in the movie is that she just doesn't know what she wants to do Look, at all. If you're a woman, <laughs> if you're a woman, you can be a psycho bitch or you can like not know what you want from your life. And those are your two options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guess what? A man will help you with both of those with both things. Of those things. <laughs> Good for us. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. Uh, so happy for us that we have the guidance by so many cis men. <laughs> um, then we get to the next scene. Very notable because Owen Wilson goes to uh, like change his shoes or something so he can go hang out with Rachel McAdams and horny mom. <laughs> walks touched in. by an angel mom touched by an angel mom walks in <laughs> takes off her top and and for some reason we don't see her tits at all uh, no that wasn't part of her contract that wasn't part of her contract uh but but uh touched by an angel mom says i just had my tits done and basically comes on to owen wilson who responds with a, a very good line as delivered by him just exasperated those seem like lovely tits yeah, but he just doesn't want to get with her. He wants to get with his daughter. So the only solution is that he has to touch them so that he can so get, he can out, get of out of the room. So he can get yeah. out of the room. What would yeah, you so do in see, that situation? We see like a full minute of him fondling her breasts. And then he finally leaves and finds Vince Vaughn on the stairs. And Vince Vaughn says another uh, iconic yeah. Wedding Crashers <laughs> quote. Did you motorboat him? Did you, you motorboat Yeah, you motorboating son of a bitch, you old sailor you. Uh, the other line Vince Vaughn has in this scene is, yeah, why don't you go enjoy yourself while I ice my balls and spit up blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of, the, some of those land very well, yeah. for sure. So we yeah. have a scene of Owen Wilson being nice to Rachel McAdams, and Rachel McAdams goes in to check on Bradley Cooper, who is vomiting uh, uh, repeatedly into the toilet. Bradley Cooper is a dick to her. Yeah, uh, and this it's is huge, all, huge contrast. Yeah, all all exposition, right? It's like, oh, she should, because if you're a dumb person watching this movie, this is where you start to piece together. Wait, she shouldn't be with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> she what, should be with Owen Wilson. What has happened in the last three and a half years that she has not noticed this guy being that much of a dick? <sighs> yeah, <It's> nuts. <laughs> um, Vince Vaughn tries to sleep, but he can't uh, for two reasons. One, uh, as we already mentioned, uh, Isla Fisher uh, sneaks into Vince Vaughn's room, ties him to the bed, uh, duct tapes his mouth, and fucks him. Uh, and then after she leaves, Todd, the gay predatory son, sneaks Ugh. into Vince Vaughn's room uh, and uh, also tries to fuck him. Yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> Just fucking horrifying. Just as I two very bad scenes back to back. Yeah, they're back to back and... and I, I just can't get behind it. Obviously, like, this is part of the movie that doesn't age well, just super obviously. But I just don't see how that was okay even back then. <laughs> that was, like, really, really, really bad. Yeah. I but they treated it as a joke. They tr it, it's all it, pure laugh lines. Like, there's no there's no ambiguity around this. I, I guess if I, if I am trying to put myself in the shoes of... Uh, these writers and I am 33 mm -hmm. years old and white so I'm probably pretty close uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, like I think the idea is you know if they had established earlier in the film that Vince Vaughn was a pig which they kind of did I don't think they did it very well but they kind of did yeah um this is him like getting his comeuppance um that still doesn't uh, his make come it oh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> hello <laughs> that still doesn't make it okay 
No, 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 no. no. Um, but uh, this is any... another another thing about movies from this time period that I really despise is it it <laughs> it reinforces the idea of I don't really know what other people are going through until it happens to me. Right. Right. Hate it. Um. So it just you know just this incredibly cringy scene. i mean both of them are cringy i think the one where where uh, todd uh, is in the yeah. room is just unbearable um and uh you know todd painted a nude vince vaughn painting uh for vince vaughn was that the same artist that did the uh centaur painting from parks and rec because it, it, looks, it looks very looks, similar it looks very similar it's probably the same guy yeah. um, <laughs> we gotta look that up so uh you know it leads to another uh kind of uh line that i saw on facebook a lot in 2005 it's like oh you didn't sleep well now is a soft mattress oh yeah it could be soft mattress could be the midnight rape could be the new gay art show that took place in my room that uh, was people were putting that as their statuses yeah great love it <laughs> Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that because Owen Wilson is such a shitty friend, he he hears all those things, and he's like, "All right, well, here's some breakfast." Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like uh, I guess we better get out of here. Like no. Yeah, or we should call the police. Yeah. He's like, we have a waffle. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn is like, dude, I gotta get the hell out of here. This is so fucked up. Like we are in way over our heads right now. You're not even closing. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. And Owen Wilson's like, come on. He throws some more of those rules at him. And he's like, "We, you know, I, I'm really close to, to closing this deal. Mm-hmm. This, of course, is Owen Wilson trying to, like, convince Vince Vaughn that it's all about sleeping with Rachel McAdams. Yeah. But we all know he's, he's, he's in falling love. Yes. Uh, which brings us back to Bradley Cooper. Uh, and he, uh, his character's name is Sack Lodge, by the way. Uh <laughs> Uh, but we learn uh, that he is a bastard uh, in this. Like he's, he's, a, he's a piece of shit because um, he's talking to one of his friends and he's talking about how he has repeatedly cheated on Rachel McAdams. Yeah, um, on the bachelor party. Yeah, at, at another friend's bachelor party, or at at, his, uh, at the the previous wedding's bachelor party, and how he hates Rachel McAdams. Um, I do like when he says we fucked these sluts, and the friend goes, "Dang, sluts." Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But Bradley Cooper is calling his friend, and here's here's the exchange as I have it written down. Okay. Bradley Cooper says, what's the name of that private investigator you used, that Italian guy? <laughs> and the friend says, oh, Tommy Gufano, he's a WAP genius. So once again, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing this up. But it keeps coming up in our films. The racism against Italians. America's original sin <laughs> of racism against Italian Americans rears its ugly head. What he doesn't mean wet ass pussy. So no. what is that? No, what WAP, is that? WAP is a is a so fun fact, kids. It's time for our <laughs> weekly lesson in Italian American racism. WAP is a uh, is a slur uh, that used to be and now obsolete slur that used to be used against uh, Italian Americans who uh, would come uh, to the United States through Ellis Island uh, without. Uh, appropriate immigration papers and so mm. uh, the folks at Ellis Island would write WOP on their form uh, for without papers and uh, that became WAP interesting glad yeah. glad Cardi B came out with that song so that this horrible p- moment in history could be erased no she she reclaimed it it's good now 
<laughs> you know what I discovered, by the way? This is something that I wanted to wait until the next time we recorded on the pod. But I got new and updated results on uh, my Ancestry.com. Oh, boy. Uh, I am about 10% Italian. Hey, all right. So I think this racism applies to me now. It and does. now I really care. <laughs> Before, I did not care, but now I care, and I'm mad. <laughs> um, so there, there's that line. Uh, uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson go quail hunting with the family, and Vince Vaughn gets shot in the ass at some point. By Bradley uh, Cooper. By Bradley Cooper. There is a great line when Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are out, and Vince Vaughn is talking about, I don't want to hunt quail. I want to hunt something big, you know, like a deer or a bear or a fucking human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's very interesting the yeah. the idea of quail hunting but the funny thing is is that nobody is freaked out about a white man holding a gun with those deranged eyes yeah. because bradley cooper may, would have made me like evacuate yeah no, he's like, got I, the crazy I can't. eyes yeah I, I gotta get out of here this fucking dude he's wearing like camo outfit and he's like ready to kill someone and he yeah. basically kills vince bonds's ass yeah um Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams go to hang out at the beach and talk about feelings. Um, McAdams is having second thoughts about Sack. They end up smooching. Smooch. Uh, and uh, then at dinner, uh, Bradley Cooper proposes to her. So No, he doesn't is... propose. He announces that they have already gotten engaged. Yeah. And that is not true. That so, was a lie. It, it, all of this is fucked. All of this is fucked. Owen Wilson is so sad. Even Rachel McAdams is sad because she has no backbone because she doesn't know what to do because she's indecisive. Yeah. So Owen Wilson, like, decides on the nuclear option, which is that I'm going to tell her the truth about who we are, which is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Uh, but before he does yes. that, Bradley Cooper's got the jump on him. Yes. He tells them who they really are, which is that they're just wedding crashers. <laughs> I, I think it's very interesting that, like, a personal – a private investigator found out specifically that they crash weddings crash and not that they're like guys who are lawyers. I don't even know how, like there's no paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you would figure that out, but yes, he does. Um, he does kind of ruin everything by figuring out. He's like, those two aren't who they say they are. He's like, Claire, they crash weddings. And I'm so pissed. He didn't say Claire, they're wedding crashers. Oh, perfect missed opportunity. <laughs> missed but it's Bradley Cooper. It's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He, he keeps letting us down. First um, with the star is born, now with this. <laughs> um, Isla Fisher also reveals to Vince Vaughn, uh, shortly before this revelation, that she's not a virgin. No, guys just like to hear that. So, <laughs> so what the fuck is her character's deal? <laughs> she's just crazy. She's like, just... Un- unhinged like what the what the fuck is what what the fuck yeah <laughs> it makes yeah. It, that was like her her main characterization is like she's crazy about vince vaughn because she lost her virginity to him she's like well no she's not yeah she just likes to say that she's a manipulator oh, is basically God. what they're saying because huh. that is better that's better than being a virgin just Wait. somebody who's really good at who's hot who's really good at manipulation um we we love women we love podcast. we love women on this podcast. <laughs> uh, there is 
Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn get kicked out of the house, there is the one line that made me laugh out loud in the entire film, which is when Todd uh, says, I want my painting back. And Vince Vaughn, without missing a beat, says, Todd, your painting was a gift. I'm taking it with me. (laughs) That was pretty good. And this is where I feel like the movie should have ended. Motherfucking act three. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking long. It's very long. We get montages of Owen Wilson's life spiraling out of control. He's reading books about suicide. Just devastated. Just devastated. He's gutted. But you know who else is gutted? Rachel McAdams, because she has no control over her own life. She's spiraling out of control, planning a wedding she doesn't really want. But does she? I don't know, because she's indecisive. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson keeps drunkenly stumbling through weddings by himself uh they go very badly very badly it's just really kind of miserable um and uh vince vaughn and and, uh, isla fisher grow closer together um over the next few months and they end up engaged uh and so vince vaughn goes over to owen wilson's house to actually like ask him hey can you will you come to my wedding and owen wilson's furious yeah, of course. Well, he's been lied to by his friend that, you know, he can't get a hold of him. He doesn't have anyone to go to these weddings with. And it's because he's been hiding the fact that he's going out with his love interest's sister. It's very messy. Yeah. All that yeah. is very messy. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the way that the interaction goes is Vince Vaughn is like, I'm really glad to hear you say that you're happy for me, that I found somebody. And we're getting married. And without missing a beat, Owen Wilson says, get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked that. That was pretty good. Yeah. there. I mean, there's some good deliver. The two of them are good together. It's, and my, my issue's way more with the script than with the act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there even a script or does it just say Vince Vaughn says something? Yeah. I mean, that that's probably my real issue. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Owen Wilson, you know, just kicks Vince Vaughn out. He's miserable. But he wants to keep crashing weddings. So he has to go back to the original wedding crasher, Chaz, who we've only heard reference. We have not seen him. Um, and he goes to Chaz's house. He still lives with his mom. Chaz comes in from the darkness. It's Will Ferrell. And, hey, that's an applause break from a 2005 audience, folks. <laughs> yes. Around this time, Will Ferrell was the king of comedy, and they had to put him in this movie. They just had to. They had to. Yeah, um, for a character that is just fucking awful. Just just the worst person. Uh, there's a lot of Will Ferrell yelling, Mom, the meatloaf, fuck. Um, yeah, and sitting in a, in a silk kimono. <laughs> yeah, smoking jacket with nothing underneath. Um, yeah, and then a, a woman comes downstairs, and she's, you know, dressed in morning clothes. <laughs> and Morning Will with Ferrell, a U, folks. Morning, morning with, with a U. U, and Will Ferrell gives her... A big old smooch, and she walks off. And we learn that in order to progress as a wedding crasher, you need to expand your horizons, and you need to expand the location of where to get the most tail. And in his case, the originator of the wedding crasher himself is also the originator of the funeral crasher. So Owen Wilson goes with him to a funeral. So dark. Very, very dark turn. Although it is funny how good it works. Oh yes. Uh, so it, it's just like this this bleak scene where like 
Will Ferrell's he has like two women I think on his arm at this point. Owen Wilson's disgusted with himself, so he he goes to Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher's wedding, and that's the climactic scene. He shows up. He takes his he's the best man. He takes his his place next to Vince Vaughn, and he whispers his love to Rachel from the opposite side of the wedding party because she's the maid of honor. <laughs> Which imagine yes. just imagine seeing this entire next scene happen at a wedding. Just horrifying. People whispering. I would be really pissed. Just be like, can you not at my wedding? I I've, I want to take this opportunity, Tony, to apologize for not going to your wedding because there were three weddings. Well, you were at another wedding. To. Yeah. I was, a, I was a maid of honor at a wedding and my maid of honor speech bombed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, even when I see weddings, like in movies and stuff, I get really cringy because I remember my own self and... <laughs> How poorly I did. Yeah. I bombed so hard. I had so many jokes. Nobody laughed. It was really sad. And I really wish I had gone to your wedding instead. <laughs> oh, well, that's very kind of you. I will say, you know, this movie does hit different after having planned and paid for a wedding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. no, they, they already gave a count to the caterer. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. But also, I think that made me think of how would you have felt if your wedding party had just gone off the rails the way that this did at I, your own wedding. So, you know, I'll say this. We didn't have a wedding party. We had a best man and maid of honor, and that was it. Oh, that's genius. So that's uh, – and they were uh, – I mean, they were both our sisters. My sister was my best man. Um, oh, cute. So, uh, so we – basically, I think we anticipated that problem and set ourselves up so that it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, because all the rest of your friends are so dramatic. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's this big dramatic speech, and uh, Bradley Cooper gets up and yells some stuff. There is a good line from Owen Wilson where he says, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just asking you not to marry him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I... Bradley Cooper uh, starts uh, screaming swear words at Claire from across the church. Yeah, telling her to get back up on the al- alder. He keeps calling it an alder because Bradley Cooper can't read. And <laughs> it's, it's canon. Yeah. Bradley Cooper can't read. So uh, then Bradley Cooper starts rushing at Owen Wilson. And out of nowhere, Vince Vaughn clocks him in the face, yeah. knocks him down. Yeah. It's over. And he says, go kiss the broad. Which, just imagine the writers high-fiving like crazy <laughs> after coming up with that line. <laughs> I gotta kiss broad they fucking started with that line and worked backwards yeah they did and then owen wilson goes up to rachel mcadams and she finally makes a decision which is to kiss him (laughs) uh so that's kind of how it ends i mean they all four of them end up married together and they decide uh, to keep crashing weddings uh which is a weird thing to decide to keep doing after you're married uh and in your yeah 30s. how does she how does she know that they need like a persona does she have a conversation with them about it like there's just like a lot of loose ends that are just left behind yeah so watching this movie in 2021 uh does not feel great no, uh <laughs> say feels bad for a lot of reasons um mainly i feel much like i felt with garden state and invention of lying just a deep yawning sense of regret that this was a movie I once really loved. You know, Um, don't be too hard on yourself, pal. We really were doing the best we could with what we had. And this is all we had. This was like pre-streaming services where we had just an inundation of 
good content freshman we year just, of college i was such a piece of shit i'm sorry it's o- it's okay it's okay but you've grown and you're making a podcast so that other people can know just, just immolating my past self yeah yeah but also just you're doing better and so it's fine i mean there's there's only so much that we can do at this point which is just to watch bad movies and point out why they're bad yeah. But also just know that we as a society can do better. Do we, we choose to do better? Of course Sometimes not. Sometimes no. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. So don't be too hard on yourself. Tiny Tony was probably having a good time. Uh, okay. Well, let's do reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. Lisa Schwartzbaum, longtime critic uh, for the magazine along with Owen Gleiberman. <clears throat> this is how the review begins. To call them breasts is to miss the point, <laughs> and to call them tits is just wrong so i'll go with boobs to describe the naked anatomy on display however briefly in wedding crashers an unabashedly jiggly body it's all good comedy about a couple of guys who love getting laid bare boobs flashed in good fun in an r-rated comedy without concern for children or politicians or morals police ha not only have the terrorists not won But the rights of an adult audience to laugh at good jokes about erections have been secured for another summer. Do you think she just watched the first 15 minutes and was like, I've seen enough, and then (laughs) then wrote the review? True. Okay, so she made, you made the, um, she made the erection reference, okay? Here's the the next sentence, next sentence. Okay, okay. Truly, it feels like a long, hard time since moviegoers have tasted a piece of this pie, reference to American Pie, in which guys leer, girls giggle, and no one gets hurt or produces a firearm. It's such a dry spell, in fact, (laughs) that the retro, hetero, 70s-style raunch of Wedding Crashers feels new again. Modernized by the non-retro hetero duo of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson as champion skirt chasers. Okay, so I'm not going to read the rest of this review because there's like three more paragraphs. Um, But (laughs) this is, I I get the same feeling here that I felt when I I read Pete Travers' original review of There's Something About Mary in season two. Uh, which which is why do we have to uh, write a review for an R-rated comedy saying this is part of the revolution now? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely see that. But you know, at the time, at the time, I think comedy was mainly rom coms. Yeah, no, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, there weren't R-rated comedies really in the first half of the two thousands. Yeah, and that's all we have now. But. For the, for the most part, this was somewhat new. And again, that whole improvisation as characterization thing was also new. Yes. So, like, is can, should we say revolutionary? No. No. But we could say, we could say novel. Okay. I'll go with novel. So, yeah. Uh, are there, did our friends commonsensemedia.org have anything to say? Yeah, there were a few. The, my favorite ones were from the teens. There was a 13-year-old that says, awesome, but not for kids. You see breast, but it is funny. Uh, I hate when you see breast. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, 14-year-old says, this one made me laugh. I'm not a chick flick type person, but I really enjoyed this one. There is some, <laughs> there is some nudity, some language, but there are lots of laughs. You can definitely love this movie. <laughs> Um, there was a, there are a couple that I found disturbing based off of just the people who wrote them. So this is a, another, t- uh, teen, well, actually as a 10 year old child, this movie, oh, God. Th- yeah, 
this movie is just a fun stupid comedy with some funny situations i don't think the nudity is a problem because it's very brief just three seconds worth at most Mm -hmm. excluding the part where vince vaughn is tied to a bed trying to get some sleep but gets raped in a funny way don't worry (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't laugh at that but (laughs) no it's horrible raped in a funny way but worry don't worry and another brief scene where an elderly lady shows her breast elderly lady ouch (laughs) shows her breast for a second nothing really explicit unless you're just a plain old hard ass and ass is spelled ampersand dollar sign dollar sign uh that was a good those were the teen ones the children so the parents there was one that again concerned about the person who wrote this They say, this is a great comedy. In my opinion, one of the best comedy films of the 21st century. Really? Not not only is it hilarious, but it's actually a good story and has a good plot. But it's not for kids. My oldest son let his younger brother sneak in to watch it with us one night. I knew it was happening, but I let it slide. The next day, I think my son started his daydreaming phase. There are lots of boobs and sex in this film, and it is not for kids. When she says daydreaming phase, does she mean her her son started jerking off? Yeah, this is how people say that now, I guess. <laughs> it's a fairly recent review. Okay. <laughs> I'm concerned. Okay. okay. Um, well. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, people think it's <laughs> hilarious and great. They, they just, you know, want everybody to know about the titties. I feel, I mean, and they should. Um, I feel <laughs> like um, this is... I feel like this is kind of a toxic film and not really in the characters of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I think it's a toxic film because of how Rachel McAdams and Isla Fisher are written. Yeah, yeah, and the mom, for sure. And the mom, yes, and Horny Touched by an Owen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, uh, women in comedies tend to, I think, I mean, when did Knocked Up come out? Knocked Up was like two years after this. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't get any better. No, no, and that's the thing. And so let's think about what came after this. So, like, 40-Year-Old Virgin came out the same year. Wedding Crashers was the number five film of the year. 40-Year-Old Virgin was, I think, um, like, around number 20. I think it was, like, 18 or 19. Okay. Um, So it did good, and, in fact, I think it did very well given its budget, but but it wasn't, like, a smash like Wedding Crashers was. But the back half of the 2000s is knocked up and super bad and um and all those other you know kind of apatow uh type of pineapple express uh and honestly were there women in pineapple express uh i I there might not be a single woman in pineapple (laughs) express all of them all of them refuse to work with james franco Uh, yeah uh, i would too did um i'm looking it up right now do you think possibly that the female characters in Superbad are the best written of most of those movies? I am going to say, first of all, Superbad is the best one of those movies. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, period. for sure. Not close. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think Emma Stone's character, I think, is really great. I think they wrote her very well. Um, and yeah. then the other character, uh, Becca's the character's name, I don't know the actress. And it's a smaller role. Um, right. but I, she's yeah, hilarious. I mean, she's very fun. I think it's better than, better than either Isla Fisher or Rachel McAdams. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I think, I think maybe what we all probably should have known better is that men can't write women. No. <laughs> 
they can't even improvise them well. No. Oh, no. Anyways, well, uh, any any final thoughts, Nadia? Yeah, what's your what's your takeaway on this? <laughs> I, I want to hear yours. My my takeaway for me is is you know, I've already said it. I'm sorry for who I was. Is oh. my main my main takeaway. Um, you know, I think the acting's all there. I think the acting basically is what carries this film into being something halfway like acceptable maybe but the writing um is really kind of appalling and uh, especially uh viewed in the harsh light of day like with hindsight (laughs) and everything like this this movie really there are parts of this movie that feel extremely icky to watch yeah yeah definitely i think my takeaway is i can't believe that i wanted a career in film while these films were coming out yeah that that's (laughs) it really was the best that we had at the time though i have to keep reminding myself we didn't have you know youtube in that way where it was like good content it was like stupid shit and like dog videos yeah you know we yeah so you know that's kind of hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow of like, oh, I wanted to be a part of this because I was watching Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, fuck? It, it, I'm trying, but like, it, how do you feel when I'm like at, you know, at UCB doing my thing and I'm like, I want to be in comedy the year that Ted is coming out. <laughs> I think. I think just most of us in comedy are pretty much screwed. Yeah. Because no. the the people who are making it, who are in charge of a lot of it, aren't, I think, need to stop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, they have to make some shitty things so that they can stop so people will be like you you can't do that anymore you know so if if we ever like get out of the pandemic and you know we see each other in person again um (laughs) we'll uh we'll just both burn our ucb uh certificates (laughs) (laughs) the most expensive joke i've ever made the most expensive joke we ever told Uh, well, folks, that's probably shoulda at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a review if you can. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye. You know you make me wanna shout. Kick my heels up and shout. Throw my hands back and shout. Throw my hand back and shout. Come on now. Don't forget to say you will. Don't forget to say Then, how long we're playing each chord. I still remember when I used to be.